This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you, you, the person that gives five or ten dollars a month or hell, one dollar a month at patreon.com slash says who for that five or ten dollar a month level, you get a extra bonus episode of says who most every Sunday of the year. Just a couple here and there that we take off. That and at 10 bucks a month, you also get a sticker in the mail every single month. This is me not at all panicking about the fact that suddenly it's September 21st and I have yet to order the September sticker, but it will be there. Believe you, person that gave, you will get it because that's how it works every month at patreon.com slash says who. Hey, Dan, did you see how you were talking and I got up out of my chair and I kind of leaned off camera for a minute? I didn't. I was looking at the notes. Okay. I kind of got up and I, you may have heard a drawer open. Uh-huh. I was I was looking for a harmonica. Mm. I was going to okay. play a little harmonica song. Just a little blues, blues harmonica? I was going to play a little... I have... Did I ever tell you the story about the day I opened my drawer and I found that I owned two professional grade harmonicas and I had no idea when I'd ever acquired them. Uh, no. And, and moreover, I opened the drawer one day, found two professional grade harmonicas, two, two professional grade harmonicas. And I instantly took one out of the box, put it to my mouth and perfectly played the song. Happy days are here again. And I have no idea how. That's fun. I used to play the harmonica. Back in I high can't. school, Maureen, I fashioned myself a multi multi instrumentalist. Oh boy! Yeah, I so. have visions of you playing the spoons and all anything nose flute. I did it. I don't know how I got these harmonicas. They're re- like they're clearly expensive harmonicas. You know, it just happens. And I was like, anyway, I wanted to get a harmonica out. I don't know where I put them. I didn't imagine them. I have them somewhere, but. They're not imaginary harmonicas. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you Does know? Does this have to do with books? Do you know that there was once a princess, and this is a true historical fact, who had a, it is an actual um, mental condition where she believed her body was full of glass pianos and that she had I to walk around. remember very, this. She had to walk around very carefully because she thought she had an entire body full of glass pianos. Okay. That's not the same thing as having an imaginary harmonica or two imaginary harmonicas, both of which I don't have because I have two actual real medical grade harmonicas. Medical grade even. Just not with me. Okay. It's like I, I have a girlfriend. That, I didn't know there was a body of medicine that graded harmonicas. I. It's like I have a girlfriend in Canada, except I have two harmonicas. Okay. Like I have two, totally have two harmonicas. Anyway, what does I wanted, this have to do with books? I wanted to play a little song to get everyone's attention. Okay. Well, I think I think you succeeded even without the song. Listen, books. And I actually have a update about books. Ooh. There is a supply chain problem, everybody. There sure is. It's big. If you like physical books and you want to give them as gifts at any point from this part of the year onward for yeah. any kind of any reason you give gifts to people birthdays holidays you just like people or you want a physical book it's a really good idea 
to get that book now or pre-order it or, and I'm not just trying to get you to buy copies of physical copies of my books. I'm like, buy my books, but no, any books, because they are, there's real problems getting them printed and distributed. This is true. And in some cases, physical copies are going to be scarce for a couple months. So also, if you're ever like, this maybe is the time to get into e-reading, this is a good time to get into e-reading um, because there may be book shortage problems. So this is me telling you if, you, if you like to give books out, buy physical copies now, order physical copies now, uh, because they may be hard to get. Raid your well, local you bookstores and buy up everything on the shelves. There is your book public service announcement from author Maureen Johnson. There you go. That I didn't was... even need a harmonica to make no, that happen. you just did it. You made it happen. That made and it happen. if you like buying things, you can always go to merch.sayswhopodcast and buy some old Says Who merchandise. Our supply chain issues are probably less constrained than books, but might as well get those orders in as well. Merch.saysupodcast.com. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Hey, kid. Um, I would oh, like no. a crate of the Binax Now. COVID testing kits. We don't, we don't sell those, but also they're really, they're really hard to find. Even if we did sell them, we probably wouldn't actually have them in stock. They're really, there's a lot of supply chain issues right now. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, driving all around town, kid, trying to get a couple of these tests. Cause I don't know if you know this. Uh, I hang out with people that uh, do not like to mask and uh, I am concerned. Uh, so if you, you don't, you definitely don't have any of those. I mean, even if they were available, we wouldn't have them because we sell hamburgers and hamburger adjacent products. Right. All right. Uh, in that case, can I have a grilled cheese and oh, that's a also not something Mr. Pib? Those, we don't have Mr. Pib uh, products. We have Coca-Cola based products. No okay. pepper flavored sodas of any kind. Can I have a Mountain Dew along it's with not, a bucket of fish nuggets? We and, don't have. Okay, so if you want a Mountain Dew, you have to go to Taco Bell. If you want fish nuggets, you have to go to Long John Silver's. They're both in the next block. You have to take a left instead of a right. Do you have the meats? We have meat. No, the meats. Um, I was told that there is a... I could get the meats. That's not... It's a weird way to order no, things. No, it's like they say, we have the meats. So oh, is it you that... I think that you're talking about Arby's. Okay. You passed the Arby's about a half a block before you got here. It was... It's kind of hard to see, though, because there's actually... Uh, the P.F. Chang's is blocking it. You have to drive into the P.F. Chang's parking lot and then through, and then you reach the Arby's. Can I have a French dip? That's not anything that we have here. Are you worried about COVID, kid? Always. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried for you. Yeah. Because, you know, you are an essential worker at a, at a food establishment, so... 
yeah, you know, COVID. Also, also, my high school doesn't have a remote option, so right. I kind of got to go in both ways. Kid, this really worries me. I worry about you. Well, I appreciate that, but could you please place an order and drive through because there's a line behind you. I want to get you out of here, kid. It's not safe. Get That's in the car. Not, I can, I can arrange. Do, it's not something I'm going to do. I can get you a tutor. I don't. No, Come to work okay. with me. No. You can work with me. I'll teach you. Okay. I'll teach you everything you need to know. I don't think that that's really going to result in pretty good things for me. Government. Life. Disappointment. Welcome. <laughs> to... The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am Maureen Two Harmonicas Johnson. You're kind of zero harmonicas, Johnson, if we're really I have being two honest harmonicas. Here. I just don't know where they are right now. Okay. I mean, that's essentially zero harmonicas. It is not essentially zero harmonicas. It's like an How- IOU for two harmonicas. How dare you? Just saying. Dan, how are you? Ah, it has been a time, Maureen. But before we get into my week, I would love uh, to know how your folks are doing. So, uh, pretty good report there. Uh, My dad is out of the hospital. And he was was, uh, discharged last week. He is, uh, my mother's symptoms are, like, so she's basically fine at this point. Okay. Um, my dad is basically fine, less fine than her. Okay. Uh, he definitely was sicker and has more health issues. Um, so he's still not feeling great. Um, he doesn't have the fever bursts anymore because his temp was kind of flying up and down. (laughs) Um, but he's starting to eat more like he didn't really get out of bed and then he's finally like kind of eating and showering more like just kind of up yeah. on his feet more okay um so is i i think he's going to be down for the count for quite a while yeah i it hit him real hard yeah but he survived it right i mean which is thank great. goodness for the fact that he was vaccinated yeah the it, i can tell you that i there's there seems very little chance he would have made through made it through this without the vaccine. That is fucking nightmarish. The vaccine but, is genuinely miraculous. Yeah, it really, really is. And your mom's doing okay? Yeah, I mean, they are also still in quarantine. Um, she did have to just drive the car yesterday, not go anywhere, but just drive it because there was a problem with the battery. She's like, I just got to run the car because the battery keeps dying. And I was like, don't run. She's like, I'm not getting out of it. I'm just kind of going to drive it in a loop around the neighborhood and then get out of it and go back inside the house, which is okay. Like they're allowed to do that. Yeah. She doesn't have any, like, so now she's like, I'm just at this point, just kind of bored. And, um, but all she has fully canceled anything she planned to do kind of for the entire fall. Yeah. Any, she was always doing very cautious things, but now yeah. she's like, I'm just pulling the plug on 
she was going to attempt to go back to church and things like that. Okay. And uh, she's pulled the plug on everything. Yeah. Even so, like, she, there, was, there was a whole socially distanced plan, and she's like, um, no. And how are you feeling about it all? Better, but I do think that there was a mental health knock-on. It wasn't that I was upset. It was just that I was dazed all the time. Sure. I didn't, that was how it really manifested, is that I was just kind of, it was like someone had just reached in, took a chunk of my brain away that probably yeah. was holding some important information. Yeah. And ran away with it. Yeah. I was like, I need that. Give that back. I was using that. <laughs> and most importantly, have you seen the crusty disease spreading bitch? I saw her 15 minutes ago. Oh, no. And I how can't... has that been going? Actually, it's so far. And I'm really, I'm very... All the, we, we just seem to be ignoring each other. Okay. Which is actually what I want. Yeah. That's the Midwestern way. Well, it's because I don't want her to do anything to my dog. I'm really right. worried that she'll say that my dog did something that she didn't do. Right. So I will basically do anything to protect my dog. So yeah. I just saw her. And if anything, what she just saw was my dog calmly walking by, not barking at any other dogs, even though the other dogs barked at her. Right. So I was like, screw you, because she's always saying I have a bad dog. She just walked around for a year saying I had a bad dog. I didn't even know her. I still don't know her name. <laughs> she still does not wear masks. Uh, there is a real divide in this building. And oof. also, I have seen three more near fist fights on the elevator that were about just the elevator use. And you're still down to one elevator. We are going to be down to one elevator for months, Dan, and it is not Fuck. going great. Oh, so sometimes, sometimes the mover, a moving company or an Amazon delivery person takes over the elevator. Like yeah. the other day, an Amazon delivery guy came in and they have these giant bins, these right. collapsible bins. And he took the elevator up and down every floor, then used the bin to block the elevator as he went and delivered all right. the packages yeah, sure. and scanned it. That makes sense. Except that we only have one elevator. Right. And that means he, t and it was, it was stopping and making a screeching alert sound on every floor and no one else oh. could get on. And he had the elevator for 20 minutes. And oh. eventually on one of the floors, another delivery guy came up, got on and just started screaming at him. And they both started fighting like verbally, and then the other guy took the Amazon delivery bin and physically threw it out of the elevator. Oh I have God. seen, I have seen people Jesus. get into each other's faces. I mean, like, oh. I mean, like face nose to nose, and say like, "Get the fuck out of my way! I need to get on the fucking elevator. I need to go upstairs see my fucking. I gotta. I've been waiting here twenty five fucking minutes while you've been, and it's getting tense. So I wrote to the management company and said, "Hey." Could you put up some signs? Because have some kind of a plan. Yeah. Because when you have maintenance or moving or whatever, the elevators get blocked for right. sometimes a half an hour and nobody could get in or out. And people are starting to fight. And I didn't get any response. And then eventually got a form letter that said, if someone's not wearing a mask on the elevator, please do not call public safety. Oh, good. And I said, that is not what I asked. Yeah. And what I asked was, hey, you might want to put up a sign because people are starting to have like a, a fight club on the oh. elevator. 
Maury, maybe I mean, it's time to rent a little cabin for a couple of months. What I am seeing is just how thin the line is. Yeah. Just the civility line yeah. is really breaking down. Yeah. It is, it doesn't really take that much. Well, I mean, let's let's be fair. It's been 18 months. So it's like a, the line has been stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched. And then you all had, you know, a major flood and a broken down. Like, it, it's not like it, everything was hunky-dory. Then the elevator broke down and everyone lost their shit. I also have a dog who's having some GI issues right now. So we Oof. have to take her out for emergency walks. Okay. And that occasionally means that sometimes we haven't run... I, I did it this morning. Fortunately, she woke me up at 4 a.m. and needed to go. Couldn't you Nobody, just like rent a little house up the Hudson River Valley or something? No one a, is on the elevator. It's very peaceful at 4 a.m. It's a great know, time to have to get on the elevator. You could have a porch, some woods. I could have gone to my parents' house, except they both have COVID. Yeah. I was like, this would have been a great time for me to be like, hey, maybe we should bug out to Philly for a couple days yeah, until the couple until weeks, until the elevator months. murders are done. And then uh Yeah, I don't it's fine, Dan. It's fine. It's just it, it's the elevator that broke people. Sure. Cause that's the way in and out of your building. Yeah, it's weird when you just can't. I'm like the only way other way out is a, the parasailing out the window. Yeah. So also, when delivery people come, and because there's a lot of deliveries, they sure. dump everything in the lobby. So it's just, and p- packages are going missing, and oh, you have to man. like wander through, like it's like some sort of end, late stage capitalism wasteland down there of like God. delivery people f- punching each other and all oh. these packages. <laughs> That's how it ends, Dan. It's not good. Not with a bang, but with a weird a incident on an elevator. Home, Maureen, I think it's time. Fine. It's not fine. Well, should I tell you about my week, Maureen? I, I would love it if you did. It's like we're trading COVID scares, I think is really what it is. Because uh, things are easing up on your side. And uh, so last week... We um, we decided when we got back from uh, being on the road this past summer, we were like, you know what? Let's take a couple of little trips this fall. Uh, just weekend, you know, like a three day weekend uh, if we can find one. And maybe if we can't find one, we, you know, we can just make one by pulling the teen out of school for a day. And uh, so we decided this past weekend that we were going to do a three-day weekend and go down to Champaign, Illinois, where the University of Illinois is, for sort of a mini college visit slash getting away. Champaign-Urbana, that big place? Exactly, yes. I've been there. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. It's funny because I know that I have been there, but I don't think I've ever really been into the town. The town was great. It's huge. It's very big. Oh, it was a very big school. I think it was 35,000 undergrads or something. It's like a total city. Anyway. So we were going down. We get the we get the trailer um, and we're heading down. And the whole way it's only it was like two, two and a half hours from where we store the trailer. So it wasn't a super long drive. That whole time I was expecting a call from um, an editor at a magazine that I'm working on a piece for. And so I'm sort of 
semi-stressed because he was supposed to call before we left. Um, and sort of we're driving in and out of cell signal and all of that. So I'm sort of constantly checking my phone. Uh, he finally sends me an email, which I get. And he's like, I'm going to call you real soon. So the phone rings. My phone rings. I answer it. And I just go, hey, Michael, because I'm expecting him. And the person is like, I'm sorry, did I call the wrong number? And I'm like, who? wait, who are you? What's going on? And they're like, what? And <laughs> so, so we have a m- minor miscommunication. And then uh, they say, you know, this is so-and-so calling from the teen's high school. And I immediately am like, oh, shit, we forgot to call him in sick today. And we're getting the call that, you know, he has a bunch of unexcused absences. So I'm gearing up for sort of a, like, beg forgiveness conversation. And then they're like, uh, we're contact tracing because uh, your son was within three feet of a COVID positive uh, case this week. And so we wanted to let you know that he's been uh, exposed to COVID. The last time uh, the, the positive student was in class was on Wednesday. So this was on Friday where they call. And it was late in the day on Friday. It was like five o'clock. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And I'm so confused, Maureen, because... I'm expecting a totally different call. Then I shift into, oh, fuck, we fucked up and didn't excuse our kid from school. And then I'm suddenly hearing like, oh, your kid was exposed to COVID. And so I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? And they're like, well, uh, we have on record that he's vaccinated and was masked. And so he can come to school on Monday. (laughs) Just like. And I'm like, what? I don't do. And they're like, yeah, that's all. Thank you. And I'm like, "Okay, goodbye. I hang up the phone. And literally a minute later, the editor that I'm supposed to talk to calls. So I'm like, ah, fuck. I don't even I don't know anything right now. I'm sorry. I don't even I got to call you back. I don't go. Everything's gone fucking crazy. And um, so, yeah, so that was uh, we were literally a mile from the campsite when we got that call. It was, you know, five o'clock at night where, you know, about an hour and a half or so from when it's getting dark. We're like, are we supposed to turn around and go like that isn't going to work? We can't like we can't drive for that long in the dark and the place where we store our trailer is going to be closed. So I I guess we just go. And so and of course, almost immediately, I'm like, I didn't pack a box of Binax now, which was fucking dumb. Because you sent them all to me. I didn't send them all to you. I sent you, I sent you two, I had three boxes. I sent you two boxes. I left one box at home. I also was able to order uh, some boxes, which were actually going to be delivered the the next day. So uh, we had plenty at home, but none on us. Uh, we also didn't have a thermometer, which was just fucking dumb. Um, and yes, that's, Great, though weird, that policy is if they're vaxxed and masked, they don't have to quarantine or test or do anything. Just come on back to school. That's great. Seems fucking nuts. Well, also awesome. explains why their quarantine numbers are so low, because they don't you quarantine. Only have to, apparently you only have to quarantine if you're unvaccinated. Most of the kids in the school are not unvaccinated. Uh, one would think they would put two and two together and say, we have 
vaccinated kids that are getting positive tests, perhaps our policy of vaccinated doesn't have to test or quarantine is maybe not correct, but that's outside of my pay grade. Um, But basically we're like, so they're saying we don't have to do anything, but we have a fucking unvaccinated child that has been in a car for four hours uh, with with the teen who we are all going to be together in a 27 foot trailer. It's not like we can isolate the teen, you know? Um, So you get real nihilistic real fast where it was basically just like, well, fuck it. I guess if it's, you know, if he has COVID, we're all getting COVID now. Like there was no, like that was just like, embrace the darkness. Um, So the, the next day, which was supposed to, you know, just be sort of a fun go to town. The first thing we did was try to find where we can get a COVID test. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. Um, just for our own peace of mind, you know, like not because it's required. It, we didn't have to prove shit for him to go back to school. Um, so we go and uh, so the the main PCR test is the big like stick a thing up your way up your nose and wiggle Mm -hmm. it around and then test it. But there's also the saliva based test, which actually was designed and and invented at the university of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. So we're like, well, we're in the home of the spit test. Let's get a spit test. Um, They should put that on a sign home of the spit test. Um, so we go to, uh, it was surprisingly difficult to locate uh, a spit test, though later on in the day, we discovered that they are all over campus, though I'm not sure if they are only for uh, college students. But we went to a there was a community college that was in the town that had uh, free walk in open to anyone spit tests. So me and the teen went in the spit test, Maureen requires an amazing amount of spit gross yeah i always kind of envisioned it like spit on a card or you know put a little Uh, bit of spit in the thing they hand you a small bottle and they're like we don't need need we don't need we don't need you know we don't need to do this (laughs) we really don't it's not it was a lot okay that's all okay filled it great took him a few minutes (laughs) all right uh, so he got the spit test, and uh, later in the day we got we got a negative result on the spit test, which was Yay. a big. Uh, but does he have to test again? So when we got home, we did a binax just as a as a double checker, and he was negative on the binax. Um, and so we're just, we're good. I mean, he didn't have to test at all. That's the fucking craziest part of this whole thing, you know? Is uh. Apparently, that is CDC guidance right now is, you know, if you are exposed, but you are masked and vaxxed in a school setting, you're good to go. Yeah. I I mean, not to point out the awful obvious, but this will not be the first time that he is exposed. No. I mean, and that was so then. Yeah. So. You know, I talked to him on Sunday night. I'm like, how are you feeling? He's like, well, kind of feel like I'm going back to get exposed again. I'm like, yeah. He's not wrong, is he? Too. No, he's not wrong. That said, 
at least on first, you know, this was a kid sitting directly next to him in so he knows who it history was. class. Yeah, in fact, yesterday he was like, yeah, I know exactly who it is because they weren't there today. Um, but um, yeah, I do have to say there is a level of sort of poetic resonance about being exposed to COVID in U.S. history. Sure does. Yeah, works well. But, um, you know, this and their classes are like 85 minutes long. So it was a lengthy period of time sitting next to someone. Um, so it does give me a little bit of faith in vaccination and masking, you know, in terms of not uh, a question, though. You said that they had a note on his chart that he was also masked. Is there the option to be unmasked in this no. school? Not not in his school and not in the state of Illinois. Where do they um, eat lunch? So, yes, therein lies the rub. Lunch is something of a free-for-all. There are 4,000 kids in this school. Uh, there are, I think, four lunchrooms, and there are two lunch periods. Um, there is not sort of an assigned scene. I have no idea how they would contact Trace. Do they have any the option of eating outside? Yes. So he is a junior, and so the campus is open. He leaves every day at lunch and goes and sits by himself in a park and eats which is oh, sort man. of sad. But, Sounds uh, amazing, though. Yeah. We were locked in during the day and had assigned seating at lunch. It was not fun. Where you sat I on mean, the first day of school was where you sat for the rest of the year. It seems like they should actually have assigned seating for lunch because that is the one time that they are all unmasked, right. you know, the and whole time. And they can figure it. They can actually contact Trace. Yeah. But that, as far as I know, lunch is a grand unknown. Sounds and, like they've uh, got a... I mean... It's both chaos down here, Jim, and it's also, so they've got a high level of vaccination. They have Extremely masks. Extremely high. Yeah. They so did contact I, trace, but then they have no plan after that. Right. And it's, you know, it is, as, as many people pointed out uh, when on Twitter I talked about this, they were like, I wish we had contact tracers at my high school, you know, like yeah. my kid's the only one masked in their entire class, you know, and probably one of the few that are vaccinated, you know, and it's like, yes, I, I get <sighs> we are extremely lucky where we live. I believe there are about 80 or 85 percent of the student body is vaccinated, you know, a uh, 100 percent or very soon to be 100 percent of the staff is vaccinated um, because it, they are required now to be vaccinated. And already it was extremely high. Uh, masks are required and are generally that is abide, uh, you know, that is that is abided by and enforced. So, you know, they are doing good. But I've been writing the administration since they announced all of their policies. And I'm like, you're not testing, so you really don't know what's happening in the school in terms of spread. You know, you're relying on protections, but you are not doing anything to double check that. You know, uh, they are now actually implementing a testing policy, but is exclusively required for uh, unvaccinated students, of which we're talking about, you know, maybe 10% of the pop student population. Um, are they, then, is it an age thing or is it a, just, they no, cause everyone, everyone, um, everyone at the high school is, is at the age that they could be vaccinated. Cause it's 12 now. Yeah. 
you know, okay. and it's 15 is like the youngest you'd be in high school. No, it's a they're not vaccinated for whatever reason. You know, it's not required. You, they're, they're not requiring. I think L.A. is the only district in the country that's requiring vaccination for students. But um, but, you know, it's if it's 10 percent, that's higher than most schools, certainly higher than most places. Um, but, yeah, they have no they have no situational awareness of the virus in the school. You know, the only people, the only time they know they have a positive case is when somebody tests, finds out, and reports it. That ain't great to me. Because it's it's actually pretty easy to walk around with a case of COVID being vaccinated and not know it. Especially if you're a teenager. Yeah. You know? It's, it's a it's fairly easy to have a case of covid walk around uh, and not know it as a teenager and not be vaccinated too that has been true from from jump um but it's yes yeah, so that they they are playing sort of a game where asymptomatic cases are not something they're concerned about which I kind of wish they were concerned about what the reality is of COVID is that it will burn like a wildfire through unvaccinated people. Yeah. And some vaccinated people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, not everybody is masking on the elevators here. It's right. a real hit or miss thing. And we're all crammed in there. Like we are crammed. in there. Yeah. And it's a real, like everything's a crapshoot now. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing to me, as we were sort of beginning to like release the tension of, of the scare, it was realizing like, this is just this kind of random crapshoot now is, is what everything is, but it's certainly what every parent and student is now living through at scale, you know, tens of millions of people every day getting random calls like this like hey or an email or hey you know yeah like oh, i'm sorry the best thing was so we got the call and then and then we got an email just to sort of drive home just how uh tight a ship was running the email subject line was like covid19 exposure notification then the entire email was blank there was nothing in the email at all not like here's an attachment, but there's no attachment. It was just blank. Cool. So I wrote back and I'm all, this email is blank. And then mm. I get an autoresponder being like, this is not an uh, address that you can reply to. Cool. Like, perfect. So that that's working out. Yeah. So then we get a second email that was like, there was COVID in your child's classroom. There's You don't need to do anything. Unless you were called by the contact tracer. If you were called by the contact tracer, they're going to tell you what you need to do in order for your child to be able to come back to school. So I responded to that one. I then immediately get the autoresponder being like, you can't respond to this email. I'm like, fuck. So there was an email in that to reach the nurses. And so I write the nurses and I'm like, okay, so this email says, Everything's fine unless I get called by a contact tracer. But I got called by a contact tracer who also told me everything's fine. So what am I like? What am I supposed to do here? And they responded, 
well, if your kid wasn't within three feet, then yes, everything's fine. And I'm like, but you told me my kid. Uh, anyway, finally, we were able to, after about four emails, the person was like, oh, right. I called you. Yeah, they were within three feet, but you don't have to do anything. Like, Jesus. Can't really What's get much the closer. Point of contact tracing. If the response to contact tracing is, but don't worry about it. It's like someone calling you saying, there's a cobra in your house. Your door is locked. You can't get out of your house. What do I do? There's a cobra in your house. Yeah. Figure well, it out. You know, yeah. It got in without you knowing. So it'll so, probably get out without you knowing. It'll probably get out without you knowing. Yeah. It's a cobra. Chances are high that it's going to be fine. It probably so is hiding. It. It's under your bed or something. No, I wouldn't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. It's not great. It wasn't a great, it wasn't a great week. I will say that. I also can't believe that there still is no at-home option. For school. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that is, uh, there are a lot of things that don't make sense right now. Unless you begin to realize, okay, this is going on long enough that even like the governors, like Illinois governor, who has done a pretty good job. He's up for re-election next year, right? So it's going to take a whole fuck ton for them to close schools again, you know, and they're certainly not going to do that. Um, and they also made it so there isn't a remote option. I think likely because last year when there was a remote option, hardly anyone chose to send their kids into school. So Was the school open? Uh, in the spring, the high school opened. Uh, I believe under 50% of all students went back to in-person and that was, you know. I just don't even understand what it would feel like to be a student right now. It's, it is weird. It's, it's know? like, it's like your school, you did it, but it didn't happen. It is what it seems like it would feel yeah. like. I mean, I will say as the parent of a student, it is his junior year. And I have to keep reminding myself of that. Because it doesn't feel like it, you know. The, the last time he was in the building, he was a freshman. And suddenly now he's a junior. Like, shit like college is shit we really need to be thinking about. And uh, it doesn't feel like that. It's, uh, you know, it's just weird. I don't understand. I was thinking the other day, like, so there's going to be four plus years of kids applying for college where for a lot of them, there's sort of a missing year, you know, like no activities or, you know, right. real shitty grades or something like that. Um, like how do college, how are colleges going to adapt to this? I don't understand. Like, especially when you're talking about like, there were like, you know, my kid was not in school for a year, you know, and just did homeschool or not homeschool did Zoom school, wasn't there, did one activity that was available for Zoom, but most things weren't available, right? Um, so that, like, my kid applies to a school and then a kid that was in school in Florida that was just, like, wide open, has, like, the full range, like, a full slate of stuff. Is that an apples-to-apples apples comparison now? Like, I don't know how any of this works. I guess there's a whole bunch of asterisks that just say... yeah. You know, COVID school. Yeah. It's Didn't, just weird. Wasn't in. Yeah. And and 
like, and my kid thankfully did well last year, but I know a lot of people whose kids like failed or did real bad. And so how does that work? You know, like it's, it's all very like everyone's writing these fucking rules as we go now, I think. Well, that's great, Dan. Isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 as we record, it's September 21st. Yeah. It's been eight, it's been 18 months. Yeah. It has been 18 months. Wow. Do you hear that? That's my stomach rumbling. I didn't hear that. Oh, it's like, lunchtime uh, for old Maureen Johnson. It just was, it was just grumbling, Dan. It's a little, it's a little afternoon snack time. <laughs> Wish I had a harmonica to eat. Look, Dan, things are going great, and I won't hear anything said to the <laughs> contrary. I mean. Oh, it's been two weeks since I got my booster, so I guess I have my superpowers now. Dude, you are set set. I think this is my 14 days. It, it's the two-week anniversary of our green card interview, me getting a booster shot, and my father being hospitalized with COVID, which all happened on one day. So it's a good day. Happy birthday to us. You should celebrate by going around and licking things in New York City. I'm just going to go on a, I'm going to have a breathing party. Just have a licking spree. Broadway is reopened. Oh, that's fun. That's it's festive. Strict. It's very strict. Is it? Oh, yeah. You can't actually go in places here without proof of vaccination. Yeah. They... I, I've heard that some restaurants are trying to get around it, but there is a, you have to show your, you have to show Excelsior your pass. Excelsior. They've called it something new now. I think they uh. call it like the, the New York. It is really grumbling. Do you hear that? No. Oh my God. Um, it's, uh, I forget what they call it now, but it, I'm, it'll always be Excelsior to me. And, um, I am in no way prepared to go back to the outside world when and if we do. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I've just adapted. Yeah. See, this is more yet another reason why you should just move to a cabin in the woods. A friend is, there is, in as I speak, I do have a person in this room with me. She's okay. waving. Is All my right. friend. Is this like the harmonica? No, she's really there. Mm -hmm. And she has, in fact, left New York City to live in a cabin in the woods. See? There you go. And she's only here because she's removing the last items from her New York apartment before she, I I would guess, burns the place down. Yeah. Because, uh, can I tell them this? Sure. It was riddled with bed bugs during the, um, oh, the, the deadbeat the landlord. Oh, yeah, yeah, the deadbeat landlord allowed the uh, building to be infected with bed bugs, which would crawl over her at night and go mm -hmm. in her stuff. So she basically had to live during the pandemic with all of her things in bags. Oh. Uh, so couldn't go out, but also couldn't uh, have any of her things because they were in bags or in special heater things uh, and bed bugs would crawl on her at night. And so she moved into the family cabin up in the mountains, like this rustic cabin. She is now converting this cabin into full-time use. I uh, I know somebody who probably a year or so before the pandemic uh, got a cabin in Michigan. And then the pandemic hit and they, they have now moved into their cabin 
like you know they have voted in Michigan like they were just like we live in our cabin now she's gone fully she was just saying to me you know she has to walk to the post office every day and it's like it's real remote and beautiful but she also says that because a lot of people moved up there right so it's sort of like the village here in New York but in cabin and there's a real split because some of the anti-vaxxers are hippies mm, yeah there so are it's those. a real mix of and it's a one of these uh, neighborhoods that's tearing itself apart where every other house has a sign that's like biden trump yeah black lives matter the blue the thin blue line pu- yeah. big punisher sign that's so fun. um she's gone full fun. mountain that's fun it's a good time she was explaining how she now sort of rises and goes to sleep with the sun. Man, that is Be- because it's 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 a she lives on a mountaintop now, and so yeah. when the sun starts to go down, she's like, "Well, I guess I'll get into bed." The, there are no lights in her cabin. It's just that it's so quiet and nighttime. Okay. She's like, it feels very natural. Yeah, and healthy. It probably is both of those things, actually. And she goes out in the morning and there's a beautiful vista over the mountaintops. See, this could be you, Maureen. She has a woodshed. How? Ask her real quick. Ask her how long her wait for the elevator is every day. All right, hold on. He wants to know how long your wait for the elevator is every day. (laughs) It's like magic in that it does not exist. Man, that sounds super nice. See? Do you know how exciting it is for me just to be able to walk out a door? When we go to Philly, it has a lot of drawbacks having to stay with the family for a while. Sure. It's rough, Dan. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. But um, just being able to just walk out the door right. with the dog. Yeah. See, here's I- the thing that I feel like maybe you haven't internalized. Yeah. It would be possible to do that, but not be at your parents' house. I know that. Okay. I'm just not suited for this sort of thing, Dan. For convenience? I belong here with the rats. No, you don't. I belong here, Dan. You deserve I'm a New Yorker. better. I like it here. Sure, it's kind of garbagey. Sure, we pile up our garbage. Sure, there's hypodermic needles on the sidewalk and rats and, you know, sure, we fight in the elevator. Sure yeah. we do. Sure, if your dog has to poop in the middle of the night, you have to put on a lot of gear and masks and see if you mm-hmm. can hope you get on the elevator in time. Yes. It was honestly much harder when you have a puppy because they cannot well, hold yeah. that. Oh, no. They you sure better can. hope that there's no weight on the elevator because th- those puppies, they can't. They don't those know how spray. to do that. Dexo, she's a champ. Yeah. she's She can hold it, man. She lets you know and she holds it. She's so brave. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Look, Dan, has it made me ask questions about city life? Sure it has. Yeah. There were moments, Dan. I'm not going to lie. There were moments. Yeah. But we can get anything delivered here. Yeah. Can you get anything delivered? I get real panicky when I don't see lots of shiny things and noisy things. (laughs) (laughs) You could rig up like a little box with some tinfoil and a bell. I have seasonal... Effective disorder, Dan. I don't like the dark. And that's part of the reason city life suits because it's always bright at night. Okay. It's always like where we were where we were staying this week was an international dark sky park. 
no thank you it um it was actually less it, it, the moon was almost full so the sky was never really very dark it was actually very moony and uh and, and but i did realize like just how bright the moon seemed like he was like it's hard to look at it I was like oh that's i think what the moon really looks like yeah, I mean, the only time I ever thought I was adapted to that was one time when I stayed in a weird Irish castle with a bunch of people and the moon was bright and it spread out this eerie green light over the Irish landscape. And everyone's like, there's fairies in the garden. We have to go bury our soup. It was a whole thing where we had to bury some soup in the woods, but it that's not important right now. It's just that I just don't think I'm adapted to life outside the city. And yet... The- Oh, my stomach's really going down. Be. I don't know. I think that it it could be worth an experiment. I, You could just do it while the elevator is not functional and your life has become very difficult. Just Airbnb for a couple of months? Yeah, just do a couple of months. Well, we'd have to also bring all of Oscar's shit with us. That's fine. Which is a lot. That's doable. It's hard to explain just how much shit he's got sure but that just means you rent a larger vehicle for the first drive and it would have to have really good internet that's okay it's doable these are all solvable problems you say that dan that you can solve versus waiting for say an elevator repair person for a few months to solve it's not the elevator repair person it's the part it's the exact same thing that happened one during after superstorm sandy where they they fucked up and didn't lift the elevator when they knew there was flood water coming in. And then they didn't have the parts for nine months. This has literally happened before the oh, same thing. They Perfect. have just done the same thing. This elevator thing, then I would be, it would be so embarrassing is if I lived through all of this COVID shit where the city burned down and all like, it was like plague town. And we all had to wear those big, big beaky plague masks and, <sighs> Bells were ringing, and it was so terrifying and horrible. We got through all of that, only to be defeated by a goddamn elevator. It's okay. I live you far could, too though. high up. I live in yeah. like the towering inferno, except it's not on fire. We just have an elevator problem. Well, it's we're not all on fire now. People, it is. Dan, I have really, I have seen fisticuffs. Yeah, like people raising, like getting ready to go. Yeah. This is why it's okay to get out for a bit. Says Huvia, if you have any ideas where we might live for a couple months, just to try it this just out. Seems, it just seems like it would be nice. You could get writing done. Dog could I get writing done. I have a big office. Yeah, I know. I get but, writing done? Yeah. Different. You could write about well, nature. Says Huvi, if you have any, if you, um, I'll, I'll check on, on Facebook to see if any suggestions where I might live. Oh my God. Stomach stop. You have to have heard that. <laughs> I, I don't hear anything. It is really loud. It's that kind of thing where if you ever had this happen in school, you're just like, you spent all your time going, oh my God, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop grumbling, stop grumbling. Okay. It's real loud. All right. Well, I don't hear it. So the only way we know it's happening is because you keep bringing it up. I'm going to have to start eating these file cards. I mean, there's probably food in your house. Is it because I didn't eat? Yes. Mm. That would explain it. 
You're and you're going. I'm going to move the microphone down so you can hear it next time. Oh, good. I'm moving it down. <laughs> I want you to hear it. Now it won't do it. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon. At Patreon. Do you have anything to eat? Says Huvia. <laughs> do you have a sandwich? Oh, there, there it is. There, it just went. Oh, uh, you moved it. Oh, shit. Go on. Just, just gotta, I could do this and you could just sit there with it right on your belly. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of says who, if you give it the five or $10 a month level patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash says who Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan run discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 29th, nearly the last day of September somehow, for our next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from an elevator in New York City. You're not in the elevator yet. I know. I could be. Oh, my God. Stomach. Quit it. (sighs) Go eat some food. Don't tell me how to live my life. Okay. I mean, I am hungry. Yeah, I bet. Can I get those clams? That's not something we sell here. Do you have Long John Silvers where you live? I've seen them. Mm. I don't think I have ever eaten at a Long John Silvers. I think I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure that I've never actually eaten at a Long John Silver's. We were a real fried seafood combo kind of family. There you go. Big family get togethers. Just everything was fried. Dan, I don't think I ever saw a piece of seafood that wasn't covered in six inches of batter till I was an adult. That's living. Everything into the deep fryer. My family was like the whole extended family. Everyone's like, it's Friday night. Giant piles of fried fish and french fries. That sounds delicious. I don't eat fish anymore, Dan, but I do remember the delicious, delicious. I liked a fried oyster, Dan. That would still mm. tempt me. Oh, a fried oyster. Oh, I should got to stop talking about food. Just the other day, I was thinking about fried clams, which I haven't had in forever, which I would eat the shit out of. I think I've had fried clams once. Mm. They're good. They're good. All right. Well, why don't you say goodbye? I eat goodbye. fishless fish. Okay. I eat, like fake fish. Okay. Non-fish. All right. No fish. That's fine. I think they actually, like there's one brand that sells a thing called F apostrophe S-H. It's real weird. That's a company that I didn't work for because my response would have been like, it looks like our product is named fuck shit. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'd probably buy it at least once. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Good old, I'm going to have a fuck shit patty right now. Look, when you're a vegetarian, you have to kind of, you'll try it at least once. What's this thing? It's an impossible thing to say. Yeah. <laughs>
It's good. Okay. So hungry. It's time to say your name. Ooh, I'm dreaming about sandwiches. Okay. Oh, it burns. I'm so hungry. As soon as we finish, you can eat. This has been a sandwich. You can eat now. That's it. We can be done. Bye-bye.